Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, layoffs at ARM signal their IPO is nigh. Microsoft has brought that fast-loading games technology from Xbox to Windows. Twitter heard you. Heard you were mad and has decided to back down. Crypto dodges another bullet in the EU and some solid tangible numbers to prove that streaming has taken over Hollywood. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Now that the NVIDIA acquisition is dead, I guess it's full speed ahead on the IPO. According to an internal memo, ARM plans to cut up to 1,000 jobs or 15% of its workforce in the UK and the US before its anticipated IPO. Sources say that most of the cuts will not affect engineers, quoting The Guardian. The Cambridge-based company said most of the job losses totaling up to about 1,000 jobs would be in the UK and the US. ARM employs more than 6,500 people worldwide, including 3,000 in the UK. NVIDIA said despite the failed takeover, it would remain a close partner because of ARM's strategic importance in the global chip industry. The Prospect General Secretary, Mike Clancy, said, ARM is one of the most important providers of high-quality tech jobs in the UK. This latest news will send shockwaves to thousands of ARM employees worried about their jobs. We always knew there was a risk once the sale to NVIDIA fell through that the company would seek to restructure or cut costs. We urgently need leadership from government now to protect British jobs and British research and development spending, end quote. Microsoft has brought its direct storage API from Xbox to Windows in order to improve or even eliminate game loading times for Windows gamers, while also improving graphics details after promising to do all this all the way back in September 2020, quoting PCMag. With the software developer's kit for direct storage, game companies can begin incorporating the tech into their latest titles. Starting today, Windows games can ship with direct storage, Microsoft says. This public SDK release begins a new era of fast load times and detailed worlds in PC games by allowing developers to more fully utilize the speed of the latest storage devices, end quote. The feature is based on Microsoft's game-loading velocity architecture technology found in the Xbox Series X. Direct storage is designed to fully leverage the higher bandwidth on today's NVMe SSD drives, which have become common across consumer PCs. According to Microsoft, the existing storage APIs for PCs are outdated and can create bottlenecks in the loading experience even if the game is installed on an NVMe SSD drive. As a result, the company created a new direct storage API, which has been optimized to streamline the data processing for faster load times while also freeing up the CPU. Microsoft adds that direct storage can accelerate the load time potentially over, quote, any kind of storage device, such as a hard disk drive. But the biggest improvements will occur when the applicable game is installed on SSDs starting with PCIe Gen 3.0, end quote. Look at this. 
After tons of complaints, Twitter has reverted its latest iOS update, removing the latest tweets tab and restoring the home tab and the default chronological tweets option. Quoting The Verge, We heard you. Some of you always want to see latest tweets first, Twitter said in a tweet on its support account. We've switched the timeline back and removed the tabbed experience for now while we explore other options, end quote. Some users shared criticism of the change almost immediately after its March 10th announcement, as the latest feed is preferred to the home feed for many. The out-of-sequence home feed can at times be confusing, especially for people who use Twitter for updates during a breaking news event, like the war in Ukraine. However, two Twitter execs noted in replies to Verge contributing editor Casey Newton that they would be working on the problem, and it appears that the original change won't be going through as planned. We take feedback seriously, and in this case, we heard the new pinned home and latest wasn't giving you the level of control over your timeline that you want, Twitter spokesperson Shauki Amdo said in a statement to The Verge. However, based on what the execs said, it seems Twitter may be investigating other possible changes to the timeline in the future. Giving people choice and control over their Twitter experience is super important. Twitter's newly named VP of Consumer Product, Jay Sullivan, said in reply to Newton on March 12th, I'll be working on this. Stay tuned. Sullivan added that he was hoping the platform could achieve, quote, a nice balance for all, end quote. The great Peter Kafka tweeted about this. Did Twitter people complain so much that Twitter actually fixed its timeline thing it messed up a few days ago? Because that would be great. Better Twitter. And also scary. Who knows what we'll demand next, end quote. Apple has rolled out iOS 15.4 with the ability to use Face ID while still wearing a mask, and iPadOS 15.4 with universal control, quoting The Verge. Universal control allows you to use a Mac's keyboard and mouse to control an iPad completely wirelessly, including the ability to drag and drop files from the tablet back to a computer. Universal Control requires your Mac to be running macOS Monterey 12.3, which was also released Monday, and iPad to be running iPadOS 15.4. We already have a pretty good idea of how Apple's new mask-friendly Face ID implementation should work after trying it out in beta. In short, it does a decent job of recognizing faces even when the nose and mouth are covered with a mask, but can still get tripped up by glasses, sunglasses, and floppy hats. Apple does warn that turning the new feature on could make Face ID less accurate overall. Other features include new anti-stalking features for Apple's AirTag trackers, as well as a new, more gender-neutral Siri voice. There's also new support for a new tap-to-pay feature that lets iPhones accept contactless payments, though third-party providers like Stripe will have to add support to make it useful, end quote. As noted, Apple also rolled out macOS 12.3 with universal control in beta, also 40-plus new emoji, a new Siri voice, dynamic head tracking for spatial audio in some AirPods, and more. Quoting 9to5Mac. Apple Silicon Mac users also gain dynamic head tracking in the music app for spatial audio with supported AirPods. More changes include the ability to add notes to saved passwords in Safari, support for the PS5 DualSense adaptive trigger, and a screen capture kit framework for, quote, high-performance screen recording. There are also a number of security updates that come with macOS 12.3. One in particular patches a flaw that allowed apps to spoof system notifications and UI and could have allowed for serious phishing trouble, end quote. 
sigh of relief in crypto land. An EU Parliament committee has rejected a provision for its Markets in Crypto Assets framework that would have effectively banned proof-of-work cryptocurrencies, quoting Coindesk. The provision, which was added to the draft last week, sought to limit the use of cryptocurrencies powered by an energy-intensive computing process known as proof-of-work across the EU's 27 member states. The proposal met with a heavy backlash from crypto advocates worldwide. Stefan Berger, a member of the EU Parliament, tweeted the success, quote, first stage win at MICA in committee. By accepting my proposal, members have paved the way for future-oriented crypto regulation. It is now a matter of accepting the report as a whole and the final vote and sending out a strong signal for innovation, end quote. Coindesk reported yesterday that the vote on the provision in question was too close to call and a small majority might defeat it. The proposal required all cryptocurrencies to be subject to EU's minimum environmental sustainability standards with respect to their consensus mechanism, end quote. For popular proof-of-work cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether, which are already traded in the EU, the rule proposed a phase-out plan to shift their consensus mechanisms from proof-of-work to other methods that use less energy, like proof-of-stake. Although there are plans to move Ethereum to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism this year, it's unclear whether the same can be done for Bitcoin. Proof-of-work has come under heavy criticism from some regulators and politicians around the world over energy concerns. Some EU leaders are concerned that renewable energy may be channeled into sustaining cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin instead of national use. After the Parliament vote, the MICA draft will move on to a trilogue, a formal round of negotiations between the European Commission, Council, and Parliament, end quote. How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it and it's impossible for you to forget and do it for a hundred different sites and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have one password. More than any other product I've ever told you about, I can vouch 1000% for 1Password. I can't live without it. 1Password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Any device, any time, 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password's award-winning password manager is trusted by millions of users and over 100,000 businesses from IBM to Slack. It beat out 40 other options to become Wirecutter's top pick for password managers. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at 1Password.com slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at 1Password.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to 1Password.com slash ride. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mac Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, 
but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their Airnet underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. Discovery's chief financial officer made waves yesterday when he said that HBO Max and Discovery Plus will be bundled together early in the Discovery and Warner Media merger and will eventually be combined into just one service. Quoting The Hollywood Reporter, We're in the ninth inning right now. In closing that transaction, Discovery CFO Gunnar Weidenfelds told the Deutsche Bank annual media, internet, and telecom conference during a session that was webcast. He argued that combining the subscriber acquisition power of HBO Max with the customer retention power of Discovery Plus content will, quote, make for a blowout DTC or direct-to-consumer product that should certainly drive very healthy revenue growth for years to come, end quote. Weidenfels also discussed the direct-to-consumer strategy following the merger of AT&T's Warner Brothers with Discovery that will include an early bundling of Discovery Plus and HBO Max, followed by eventually combining both streaming services into one consumer platform and offering. We will start working on an interim solution in the meantime. So right out of the gate, we're working on getting the bundling approach ready, maybe a single sign-on, he said. The goal is to get early benefits from the merger. But the main thrust is going to be harmonizing the technology platforms, building one very strong combined direct-to-consumer product and platform, and that's going to take a while, Weidenfelds added. The Discovery financial chief said most major milestones toward finalizing the merger of Discovery and WarnerMedia had been reached. On Friday, Discovery shareholders formally approved the mega combination of the factual and lifestyle media powerhouse Discovery with AT&T's entertainment arm. The final green light for the mega deal came at a special shareholder meeting held online. Shareholders of AT&T, led by CEO John Stanky, do not need to vote on the combination. Last month, the merger received approval from the U.S. Department of Justice, the key regulatory hurdle, the European Commission, the executive body of the European Union, had approved the deal in December, end quote. Which brings me to the reason why I am flagging the story for you. I've joked for years on the show about how we've basically blown up the cable bundle only to reconstruct it in a more complicated fashion. Usually when I've said that, I've meant that in the sense of, oh, I don't have to pay $150 a month for cable anymore, only to realize when you total up all the streaming packages you subscribe to, you are, in fact, paying $150 a month or more for TV. But think of how this is that argument from a different angle. Another benefit of cutting the cord has always been you only pay for the content you want. If you're not a fan of reality TV, for example, well, fine, you no longer have to unwillingly pay for HGTV and Bravo as part of your monthly bill. But guess what? Soon, just to get your hands on HBO programming, you're going to have to unwittingly pay for all of Discovery Plus's reality stuff. They'll probably add CNN as well in a couple of years. So... It's back to paying more for a bunch of content you don't actually care about just to get your hands on the stuff that you do care about. Goodbye a la carte.
Of course, you can't blame Hollywood for going down this road, because it's all about scale. If you combine those folks who like Discovery stuff with the folks who like HBO stuff, you're getting pretty close to Disney Plus numbers, which is what Warner HBO Max wants to do. And also, whether or not all of this makes sense, or even makes money, is not the issue. The issue is, this is Hollywood's game now, all evidenced by these recent numbers from the Motion Picture Association. According to them, streaming contributed about 72% of the $99.7 billion in global movie market revenue in 2021, up from 46% back in 2019. By global movie market revenue, I mean everything. Theatrical releases, home entertainment releases, like everything Hollywood does. Streaming went from 46% of that to 72% of that in just three years, as streaming subscriptions hit $1.3 billion globally. Quoting Axios, That number excludes pay TV subscriptions, which shrank over the last two years as more people adopted streaming alternatives. Pay TV includes cable, satellite, and fiber TV subscriptions. The global theatrical market, which decreased significantly in response to COVID-19, was worth $21.3 billion in 2021 compared to $42.3 billion in 2019. In the U.S., the estimated number of films that debuted online exclusively was 179, up from 113 in 2019. The number of original series in the U.S. ballooned to 1,826, up from 1,646 in 2019, thanks to investments in original content by streaming companies, end quote. And then quoting from Variety. Media consumption is nearing levels from 2019 when revenues hit a record $101 billion. That year was the first time in history the global entertainment market surpassed the $100 billion mark. Though the box office has started to slowly recover from the pandemic, streaming is mostly responsible for the growth of the industry overall. When factoring in pay TV to theatrical and home entertainment, worldwide consumer spending reached $328.2 billion, matching 2019's all-time high. The pay TV market includes monthly subscription fees for cable and other services, as well as on-demand content. Another important takeaway in MPA's theme report, there was a significant return to production in 2021, once Hollywood studios and networks were able to implement health and safety protocols. In 2021, 943 films entered production, a 111% boost compared to 2020, end quote. Quick reminder that we are now raising funds for Q3 of the Ride Home Fund, which invests in early stage companies, as you know. As of this moment, there are 13 Ride Home Fund portfolio companies, and I'm targeting making five to seven new investments this next quarter, beginning April 1st. So if you want to invest in these companies along with me, start your subscription to the Ride Home Fund now. More info at ridehomefund.com. Talk to you tomorrow.